All right, welcome back to the golf podcast. So the other day we had an interesting experience. We got to talk about it here. Yeah, we do. So we went to the live event at Benminster, which would be the third event on the live tour. Yep. And I think before we dig in, we, we got to address the elephant in the room because, you know, it's what everybody's talking about, the controversy, all those types of things. So I think it would give you more perspective to get an idea of where we're coming from, how we're approaching this thing and and how it all came into fruition of us going there so you can get an idea of what we want to talk about today because mm -hmm. i mean I, ultimately our objective today is to tell you about the the event from the standpoint of someone who's been there because no matter which side of the fence you sit on whether you're for it or against it because there's no doubt that live has po been polarizing for the golf community absolutely we there's no one thing i think we can all agree on is that we're all curious about it just just pure curiosity it's the big new thing in golf what's it all about so we sit we sit right in that same position we were curious too so the first thing i'll say is the absolutely zero money changed hands Right. So we correct. were not in any way paid to be there because I know the money is one of the biggest controversial points. Right. Right. So weren't first, paid, weren't asked. Right. Because I'm, you know, obviously I don't know who everyone is. So I wouldn't even name names if I did. There are, are, are I'm sure, content creators who are getting paid to, to do stuff around live. Sure. Who knows? Maybe whatever. That's their business. We're not one of them. We have, we weren't paid. Um, the way that we got access to the live event was the same exact means that we get access when we cover PGA Tour, USGA events, mm -hmm. anything like that, um, PGA Championships. Right, we apply for credentials as a media company because after all, we are a media outlet. We do report news. We have writers. Exactly. So, so what we did, as exactly what Mike was saying, we went on the Live website. There's a spot where you can put in for your credentials. We receive credentials. Uh, so you don't pay anything. You get access, and we went. Um, so that would be the first thing is just make sure everybody knows there's no, no money, nothing like that, right. that exchange hands. Um, the other thing is, and it's actually kind of interesting is it brings up a good point. Got a DM the other day, um, guy had DM'd us and he said, you know, it's cause we have run a story while we were there. Yeah. He's like, hey, it's cool that you guys are covering live so we can get a little bit more information about it. He goes, but are you worried about being banned? from the PGA tour, like some players are being banned mm -hmm. for, as a media outlet. Do you think you guys would get banned for being there? And I said, you know, interesting point. I hadn't really crossed our mind, but the reason I say this and bring it up, cause like you said, with media outlets that were there, every major media outlet in the area was there as well. They were. So we went into the media tent mm -hmm. and one thing I'll say about the media tent, it was, they they do live no doubt. I mean, I can imagine how they would be a little gun shy around media because of all of the flack that they've taken. Sure. Again, yep, I could see that. I'm going to let everyone formulate your own opinions, whether it's justified or not justified the amount of heat that live has taken. So what one thing that they could do is they could have been highly selective and highly limiting in who they let in the door. Mm -hmm. But it was wall to wall media. So, all your your main media outlets were there. We saw Golf Channel there. They were there. You know, Golf, Golf Digest. Digest. You name it, they were there. So one thing is, is obviously, if the PGA Tour decided to move forward banning media outlets for being, participating and being there as media, they'd have to ban them all, and then nobody would be at their And events. they would be covering it, right. Right. 
I think a lot of media outlets kind of took a similar position to us where it's not like going there to do like rah, rah, like this is awesome. Or similarly not to be there and just be like dumping on them. Mm -hmm. It was more so, Hey, this is golf. There's major players and names here. I'm going to be here. I'm going to ask the questions. I'm going to do all those things. So that first kind of like sets that up. And I wanted to make sure we dispelled that right off the bat for our case. It's out of, comes from a place of pure curiosity that, We've been golf fans and been part of golf media now for like a decade. That's right. So if something big this hap- like this happens, it would actually we feel like we'd be more doing more of a disservice to not attend it and find out what it's about. Because right. we get the questions in the DMs and everywhere else too. Be like, what do you guys think? Where are you guys going? Are you not? We said we're not making any opinions until at least we go to the thing. I mean, uh, if nothing else, I get it. I, I respect everyone's opinion. I, and I said it while we were there. I said, I don't care, you know, whichever side you're on. Like, I don't think it's my position to, to knock your opinion. Like if you right. want to say, you know, that you're never going to attend a live event because you know, the moral principles that you have around the money, the backing, I don't blame you one bit. You know, likewise, if you say, Hey, I feel like it's hypocritical to go after them here and not over here. And I feel like I want to, I think it's too multidimensional to say that just wipe out one whole side of opinions. I think everybody out there, you can form your own opinions. And and I would actually encourage you to like, we'll leave the comments open on this. Sure. Like comment away, like express, as long as you do it in a way that I, I've always thought this, as long as you do it in a way that's respectful to others Mm -hmm. and not personally attacking each other, express your opinions. Like let's have an open discussion about this thing. No, you're right. I mean, we might as well. I mean, it's only gaining more traction. Obviously the tour itself seems like it's growing you know, they're, they're adding new players. So there's a lot of talk, especially around the event that day, just talking with other people, that other people in the media tent, they were saying, hey, this thing's probably going to be around to stay. And, you know, it, it was impressive the what went into putting this event together, yeah. you know, just being on grounds. I mean, I didn't expect it to have the huge summer stage and the, the fan village experience. So it had that stuff and it, it was remarkable the, uh, how they did it. And it made it look like a real tour event. Yeah. Yeah. So what we'll get into here is our what we feel like are the pros mm. and the cons objectively yeah. of the event itself. Right. What I'm not going to obviously dive into because it's like it's, it's too multi-layered and there's too many ways that, you know, you could really formulate your own opinions as far as the controversial side of it, but from a, purely from a golf fan standpoint, we're going to tell you what it was like for us being there and like I said what we liked and what we didn't like about it makes sense and i think capping it off like i said the things that we did like was the vibe i thought the overall vibe was really relaxed and i thought it was it was in a lot of ways it was fan centered Mm -hmm. one thing that we didn't get the the uh it's like could this could be on us as far as our planning whatever we didn't get to experience it with all of the fans there there were no spectators that's one thing that i i I would want to go back again and do it again and be there when the fans are there and, and ask them and get their vibe. Right. What do you think? All we can do is speak to our own vibe for it. But what ended up happening was because of our travel schedule, we only had one day we could go and it was on a Thursday. And usually the events were running Thursday, Thursday Friday, Saturday. Saturday. So we right. booked for Thursday as our day. And for that particular event, they had a pro-am. So there's a pro-am that day and they shifted everything to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the, there wasn't the mass of spectators but we did get to see the players. We got to see some celebrities who were there and try That's to right. pick up, you know, how that was working out. 
I'd love to see it on a, on a play day. I'd love to see fans. I'd love to see the fans utilize those things, the fan village. I'd love to check out the concert. I'd love to catch the vibe of it. Because you're right. From the minute we got on, like, I remember we were walking in and we heard music. Yeah. We heard music blasting. Right. You know, and like I think concert. that's the one big difference we're going to highlight here yeah. is the difference mm-hmm. that the overall vibe of the event was a bit more like a party than like more serious. Right, which was kicked off by a party the night before, which we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah, there was right. a huge party the night before. And, and, and I'm not saying party versus serious, one being better right. than the other. Right. I think, like I've said this before on the show, I think that golf has like a space for everything, right? Like, so like where the waste management is like more of a party mm-hmm. and like the masters is more like going to church. It's like the difference between Friday, you know, Saturday night and Sunday morning. Right. I get that. That's you a get great analogy. Absolutely. So I kind of got that vibe with this a little bit in that it was like a party and we'll talk about all the reasons it was like a party, but I also, my con to me, I would have liked to see it be a little bit more, a little bit more of serious as far as I still think Liv's biggest like downfall right now that I don't know how they're going to overcome this is to me, it doesn't feel like when I think of sports at the highest level, I want the highest level of competition. Like as a fan, as a sport fan, I want to see rivalries and competition. I think that's where it's going though. I With these like could be this, this quote all Aussie team. That there's rumors of more guys jumping ship and going, and but it's I just don't think it's got to get an element of that because I don't know. Tell me if you had the same vibe, but when I was there, I felt like guys didn't seem like they were like super dialed in. They didn't, they didn't seem, seem like they, they were super worried about care, right? Like, but I think it was I mean, for, I don't want to jump to saying they don't care, to, but you know what I'm saying? They don't care. Did we they all, seem chill? Yeah, but we also have to take that with a grain of salt because it was, it was a, pro-am. a pro-am. Yeah, but I don't care because you know what? I've been to pro-ams for PGA Tour events, and I've seen guys grinding it out. You know, get there. Just is like you can tell when people are more locked in and dialed yeah. in. These guys just felt like, to be honest, like I don't want to like like speculate because I wasn't there. But and it would be like they maybe they partied a little too hard. Even the night I think before. so. I think you know so. I mean? like, that was the right. vibe. Like I got that's, some guys like guys are like kind of dragging, walking. But that's around. another reason to wait for for if you went there during play, you, they probably would be more serious. To me, it almost seems like you know when when the guys go off and play in the Ryder Cup, and like before the event starts, they're like out to dinner. They've got their wives there, and they're partying, and then they go and they play really serious, and then when it's over, they party again, and it's just for those three days. I feel like every live event is a mini Ryder Cup. That's what that's what the vibe I got from seeing the players. They seemed relaxed. I just, I just they didn't get the friendly. vibe that it was as seriously competitive. But that's as what the I Ryder mean. Cup. Well, not not as competitive because again, we didn't see play. But I but you're right. I but, doubt the play is as it, competitive. You know what? I I've been there and I've seen on like let's say like a major week. Mm-hmm. There's just a different. There's game phases. major week is game face. You're right. Yeah, but right. even like a lot of the PGA Tour, there's more like even on the practice rounds Tuesdays mm-hmm. around the practice areas, there's more game face. This was just like. It felt like a buddy's golf trip. And I think that's what the difference between the two tours is. But that's what I'm saying. Right. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Exactly. I'm, I'm t- telling you, you guys make the decision what you want right. to see, but this is what I saw as different. I got buddy's golf trip vibe yep. from the guys who were there Yep. versus the PGA Tour. It's like it felt se- more serious. Exactly. So whether you like whether you like party, you like serious, and, and I don't know, it's, it could develop. Don't forget, it's only the third, it's only the third event. Mm-hmm. But what for for me that was one of the differences, and I as a person who likes to see like real competitive, I like to see when guys get their game face definitely on, definitely do. That I felt was lacking just a little bit, but on the same token, 
I, I don't I think the pendulum can swing too much in one direction or the other. From a fan's perspective, we're not competing. That's mm-hmm. where the light stuff should be. Mm-hmm. And I liked walking in and hearing music bumping. Right. I liked looking off in the distance and seeing a massive stage. How cool was that? That thing? was wild. And thinking like, hey, I'm gonna catch golf and then after golf, I'm gonna watch like some music. Right. Big names too. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. We got the chain. Well, I wouldn't call Kid Rock a big name anymore. Well, not but, anymore, but maybe but back when we were back. Smokers banging. nowadays, right? <laughs> For sure. I think they're, they're doing a pretty big they're, draw. They're a big draw. They're they're the Sunday night finale band. Yeah. After the uh, last round, but I got to think guys stick around. They party. They go and. You're right. It's it's the I might, yeah. party vibe. I might I might go back just for the kid you rock might just concert. go back. Well, with that haircut and that mustache, you, you probably get in for free. You fit right in. But no, but but. That to me, I think, is a nice draw for golf too. I was talking to my wife about it, who doesn't follow golf at all, and I and and I was saying like this would be more of the type of event that I would like seriously consider saying bringing you and the kids to, right? Because I get to watch the golf. There was a which I thought was pretty smart of them. They had a whole kids zone there, they did. which was really kind of cool, and there was all like stuff for the kids to play with and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then. If the golf is limited because of the shotgun start, if the golf is limited to the four hours or so, and then after that, it becomes a concert. Yeah. And now, like, my wife, who's very into music, would be like, she gets that part and I'd get a little bit of the golf. Mm-hmm. I think it becomes a more of a draw to bring in a broader audience than just golf. Yeah, right. And I think that that's one thing that, you know, if nothing else, like I said, and we don't know whether this tour will eventually succeed or fail, mm-hmm. but I think there's going to be certain things that out of its playbook that I think whether it be the PGA tour or whatever tour is in prominence in five years, I think there'll be some stuff that was trailblazed here that would be move on to other things. Too. I, yeah. I think that after going to the event that there's like two main takeaways that I have is that it's not going anywhere and people are very interested in yes. the event. Like my story like even just the four things that I put up on my story, I had maybe 15 people respond to me saying, Oh, how was it out there? Oh, I'm going on Sunday. Like, Mm -hmm. which I totally did not expect because of how much negative publicity it's been getting over the last Well, That's just it. And that's why we wanted to do this podcast today. Cause there's no denying that there's a lot of curiosity around it. Some people are keeping it at arm's distance and I understand why, but they're just like, they also, they want to know. So it's like, so I think that there's going to be a lot of tickets that are sold just from people who want to come and just see firsthand what this thing's all about. But um, one thing, like you started off saying, Mike, which I agree with, is that it was for how young this tour is, it it was really well organized. It was, and it was built out. Like I mean, I it was built like a PGA tour event. Easily. Yep. I mean, with the grandstands, the player, the the fan amenities, the things like and that, merch tents and fan village. Yeah. So whatever, and even even down to the media. Yeah. For the media, we had everything what we would need as media. They we had the the media tent, um, all types of of media and press, uh, you know, um, access. And they kept us well fed. <laughs> kept us well fed, and we kept we, we, us cool. It was, yeah. they kept they, us it was a nice cool. sixty-five like degrees, degrees out. It was incredible. Um, but we snuck in. Well, in our sneak, sneak, we we needed a bathroom. We went into like the players, uh, the pro am player dining. Yeah, they were serving them lobster tails in there. Yeah, but I mean that's probably just because the venue, you know, Trump Bedminster was the venue, right, where they had this one. But uh, 
you know, I'm, I wonder if they have that type of treatment at all of them. I thought, it, is it that leveled up and is it even needed? Is it too much? Was it over the top? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, when you played in the prom at Bay Hill, it treated you pretty well. You're right. They did. I mean, they had separate dining for the players and the caddies. Yeah. Which right? is, you uh, had to sit uh, outside. They have it on PGA Tour, right? Right. Um, but I, I remember like it wasn't, it was also six o'clock in the morning breakfast. So how can you argue with it? It's like cereal and bananas. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows if it was an afternoon thing. Maybe it would have been a bigger spread, right? Or for the venue, and like I said, it was probably the venue because that's a, a very like you know ritzy style country club, right? Where it was. Right. Um, but I noticed the other thing too, and in, in the Bay Hill Pro Am, I remember I had to warm up with the with the AMs on the right side of the range, and the pros were far far down on the left side. And here we when we went over and took a look, um, they were all just intermingled with each other. You had Charles Barkley, then you had a guy you never even seen or heard of in your life, then you had Louis Ustazen, and then you had a bunch of other AMs, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner was there, right? Yeah, Chris Harrison. But from you're the right; it was different in that they were literally mixed in, matched right in with the AMs. It was it yeah. didn't feel like there was as much separation. It was more yeah, access it, to the players. It seemed, yeah, it seemed like everything was like you said that bat, that fraternity, that bat support. It was just all mixed, one big group, one big party, and that's what it felt like. But it was different when I did it. But that was the difference that I took away from it. Yeah, yeah, and and I want to keep talking about that vibe and get like kind of get even more into detail about some of the players who were there yes and my thought process on those players but let's take a quick break right there let's do a quick word from our sponsors and then we'll hop right back into it all right calling all you mma fans out there as the fighters face off for ufc 278 you can take down your own big win with DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the ufc and get this mike this is i think one of the best deals i've seen come down from DraftKings so far so new customers this saturday you okay. can bet Five dollars on any fighter to win, and you'll get two hundred dollars in free it. bets instantly, Stop no it. matter what. That's and, insane. And I tell you, what, are you big MMA guy or what? I, you know, you know what's actually got me into it was sportsbook betting, yeah, and DraftKings because yep. you know I pick a name, you see some good odds, and it makes the fight more enjoyable. A hundred percent agree. So I've been kind of dabbling in a little bit more, but guys, if you want more action, you combine multiple bets from the same fight, like which fighter will win, how long will the fight will last, and more. So there's a lot that you can do in that same game. Parlay, oh, that's cool. How long makes, will the fight last? Exactly. Yeah. makes it even more right. interesting. Um, plus, with that same game parlay, DraftKings customers have a shot at making their bag even bigger uh, if their bet wins. So imagine you, you get the fighter and you get the time and you get that parlay. You double it down. Now we're talking. Now you're talking. So DraftKings is safe. It's secure and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook now. Use that promo code golficity and new customers can bet five dollars on any ufc ufc 278 fighter to win and they'll get two hundred dollars in free so bets instantly no matter what that's code golficity g-o-l-f-i-c-i-t-y this saturday at DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the ufc and huge thanks to tommy john our latest partner here on the podcast and you know we've got some fun content that we're planning with tommy john if you guys don't know they make arguably the best underwear and loungewear in the game yeah i would we've even been take fans the forever argument. there's no there's argument. no argument in my, anymore. my camp is i've been wearing take tommy the word john yeah. five years and i'm not looking back it's hard because it's one of those like really great products that once you wear it once right, you, you cannot yeah. go back so I'm spoiled for comfort that's it yeah. Spoiled for comfort. And yeah. now we're even more spoiled because they launched their 360 Sport. Mm -hmm. And these are for guys in the gym, out of the gym, golf course, sleeping, even sleeping, whatever. The 360 uh, stretch fabric, it prevents riding up wedgies, which we all hate, even during your most strenuous activities. Uh, super comfortable. 
They got the mesh cooling zones, anti-odor, antimicrobial technology, and I love that stay-put waistband. I can't say enough about it. It doesn't fold over or get all punched up. They're, I don't know who's developing these things, but they're smart. I was rocking them the they're whole smart. time, that Kohler trip. And like you said, it, yep. it, it, it transitions like whether it's the golf course or going out to dinner. It's just that 360 is is the way to go. They are. I love the colors, the styles, the whole 360 line from Tommy John. Go check it out. Uh, easily our favorite uh, out there. So go use Golficity code G-O-L-F-I-C-I-T-Y, and you're going to get 20% off your order, guys. You will not be disappointed. Hey, and guys, this golf podcast is also sponsored by Gosling's Rum. It's the creator of the Dark and Stormy, which we've got right here. It has been <laughs> putting a little bit in the coffee. I mean, hey, why not, right? But uh, this has been my go-to drink this summer. It's also the official cocktail of the 19th hole. So you can get the pre-made Dark and Stormy in a can. Makes it super easy. Bring it out there with you on the golf course or make it yourself. Of course, we even made one here on the show. It is that easy to do. Don't forget to check out their golf merch store. Go to darkandstormy.com. I've got a couple of uh, of the Gosling's Black Seal uh, shirts myself. Yeah, right. Like They're to great. rock They're those great. every once in a while. So you can get $15 off your order of Gosling's rum, ginger beer, or Dark and Stormy cans. Use promo code GOLFICITY. That offer is valid through August 31st. So you've got just a little bit more time. Make sure you stock up. Make sure you got enough stock to last you through the summer. Remember, uh, you got to be 18, uh, 21 or older. Please drink responsibly, of course, and enjoy Gosling's responsibly. 18 years probably way back when. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on what country you're listening That's to. That's true. That is you true. Know? That's true. And also, guys, I want to thank Precision Pro. So big news. We got those custom plates we were talking Very about. Very big news. The NX10 Rangefinder, which we have been loving now for a couple months uh, since it's launched. We were talking about the custom Golficity plates. Here they are. How cool. How sleek. Check it out. It's got the enjoy the game here. We're going to have more details on this and how you guys can buy them probably right on their website. Uh, but we'll relay that to you. But I absolutely love everything that this rangefinder has to the offer. Golfacy rangefinder is here. It is here. And I'm stoked about it. And we've got two different kinds. We also have the OG logo right here with enjoy the game in green. Um, upgraded internals mean lightning quick it's got that target lock with the vibration it doesn't feel flimsy it's sturdy it's not super heavy but it, you could tell it's very durable it's got a really really strong magnet really does that. and the magnet yep yeah, right on the cart we went over bumps and everything in our cart and this thing just stays on uh i increased the um they've increased the strength of the magnet so it's probably the, the the strongest out there and they love the way it feels in your hands like i said it's super durable and what's great is not only this interchangeable plate but you've seen the other ones we had the coral uh, the margarita glasses, the American flag, and some of the other content creators the most out there. Most customizable rangefinder. They're out just going to keep launching that. more and more. Yeah. So go check them out. They've got a great Precision Pro Care package with that two-year warranty and uh, lifetime batteries and the 90-day return policy. You can't argue with their service and what Precision Pro has to offer. So go check them out and don't forget about their Ace Smart Speaker. It is great. It's only 150 bucks. You guys will love it. Visit their site, PrecisionProGolf.com. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens precision play. all right so getting back into it let's talk a little bit about the players because okay. that's the other thing that obviously it's going to be top of mind I and mean, it's the reason we go is to see the players right that's it there's one area for for me that i'll be honest it felt a little bit lacking like yes arguably some big names and guys like we got to follow a little bit the stenson you know stenson and kamer group martin keimer group yeah. right and i'm like all right. You know what I mean? Both these guys have had some legendary wins in their day and stuff like that. But neither has made much noise recently. 
They've been quiet. Um, you know, they're they're still fun to watch. They can still dial it up and hit a ball. But I felt like out of the whole group, like, and then we go we go to the the range, and you're looking down the range. You're thinking, seeing all the everybody who's playing in the field that week. I would say, as far as firepower goes, there's maybe six to ten dudes. You know, yeah, I'm thinking. I, I agree with that number. Kepka and Deshambo, DJ, all day, DJ. So DJ was in the same group with Deshambo, um, Kepka. I forget who Kepka was playing with, but I'm like, these are guys that you know I, I'll watch. It can get to, it can get really competitive, pretty fierce out there, and be good. And that's what I'm looking for, as I mentioned earlier. But then the rest of the field, as of right now, is stacked with a bunch of guys. Like, sure, they have their own entertainment. Like, Pat Perez, he could be entertainment Mm -hmm. for his reasons. But I wouldn't say it's a lot of guys that are really going to be super competitive on the PGA Tour Not even Phil. Yeah, Phil's kind of been quiet, too. Even Phil. And Phil, even in these, the first two or or so events, he just hadn't been playing well. So there's an area where I feel like, again... Liv's got to do something if it's going to be more sustainable, because if you're going to have this kind of like not hyper competitive, a little bit exhibition ish vibe with a lot of guys like, you know, Taylor Gooch, stuff like that. I I felt like the vibe I got was that it was like one of those mid tier PGA tour events. You know, those ones that are like in between a couple of a big events and Mm -hmm. the field is just not that strong. But Frank, what we're going through, that's what I yeah, the stretch on the PGA Tour right now with the Barracuda and the which is Rocket why Mortgage there's Classic. no doubt that's why they're putting these events now because right. they're not. I don't think they've got the firepower yet to go head to head against the stacked field PGA Tour event. Like they yet. couldn't go against. The I'm not players. gonna say it's gonna, gonna change, but yet they couldn't go up against the players and be successful. Yeah, I think if the if if let's say the same event we attended, which was the the Bedminster event on, on Live went up against head for head on same broadcast. I had to pick one or the other, same broadcast time versus the players championship. I got to watch the players. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think Mm. that would be the area where like, to me, it just felt still a little bit lacking. But how do you fix the competitiveness though? You get more gut, better golfers. I I know that, but like right now, like this is like all that they have to choose from. So I think, like what the product was when we were there, I think was really good for what they have. And they've only really been a league for what, four months less. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, so I was impressed I think, with how far yeah. they've come, but I think they got a long way to go. Oh, they definitely have a long way to go. But I mean, the, the cards that they've been dealt, I think they're running with it. No doubt. Big the, time. Look that we saw. And, and again, going, it's a slippery slope to get back into the controversial parts of it, which I understand. But the PGA Tour, with them trying to put the hammer down and stopping guys from going over, whether that long-term plays out in the PGA Tour's favor or their detriment, because mm. causing guys to have to choose sides, I don't know. If it was less like that and players could jump back and forth and depending on where the event is and what the purse is or whatever their own personal motivations are that they get to pick between one or the other, maybe that would have made a difference. I'm just saying like all I can... All I can make a judgment on is what I saw experiencing it as is. I can't speak to the future, but as is, I just felt like the field was lacking. Yeah. I mean, definitely could have more talent, I think. And I think, though, from basically what we're hearing is that it probably will. Like, do you think there's going to be a mass exodus after the FedEx Cup? I mean, there could be. Everyone's talking about it. But we don't know until we see it, right? I think what a large part of it will come down to is what 
the general consensus is as far as the controversy around it, like the social pariah of, yeah. of joining. If 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 there was something that changed that tide, I think that would be part of it because I think a lot of guys are worried about it, it putting a black eye on their 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 career and their name. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, I think a lot of people are holding out to see what the majors are going to do. Yeah, because if the majors made a decision saying we're with the PGA Tour on this. And, and a lot of these guys could never play in a major. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of these guys, they, they grow up playing the game of golf, dreaming about playing in the majors. Right. No right. matter what the person yeah, but is. If anything, if anything, this live golf, like these players playing in the majors made the majors get talked about more. Like all it is is just bringing more eyeballs. Well, yeah, the majors always will pull the biggest players because they're the biggest events. The but I'm even saying the majors that we've had this year, when the live players have been there, it, like I feel like they've been talked about a whole lot more because it's just an added layer of drama. Yeah. Oh well, no doubt. So I don't think it brings yeah. more more chatting, more right. more especially around the U.S. Open because it, really it comes hot. down to that same thing we keep coming back to. It comes down to that curiosity. Right. We we were there. We were there at the U.S. Open at Brookline, and we see. The, the players on the, the range, you could hear the chatter. They're talking a little bit about it. Like, hey, what's it been like over there? Right. And the caddies, too. The caddies, like, they're talking to other caddies. Like, what's your experience? Everyone wants to know. They want to know. There's a lot of, like, unknowns around it. And that's why we said, let's go. Let's go see it firsthand and, and get an idea. Why not? You so know? I definitely think there's a lot of promise there from a pure golf event standpoint. There's a lot of promise. But there's also some very big hurdles that have to be overcome. To make it sustainable long term. Yeah, and I wish we were able to bring more of the fan perspective to you guys. Like, for example, we wanted to get a gauge of what the cost of some of the concessions were going to be and right. things like that. And like, they weren't open yet. The, the menu wasn't even up yet. So we, we weren't able to get that stuff. That's what we really want to go there and find out. Like, what would be the experience? Because we've been to countless PGA Tour events from as both a fan and as media. Yeah. And, you know, and we wanted to go there and experience this. Really, we had the media credentials. That was our way to get in. But we wanted to really get the fan vibe from it. And we tried our hardest with going to that fan village. We took that The Impossible Putt. Yeah. We went into the kid zone and we saw the summer stage, which, by the way, it's a dream come true stage for any musician. Me being a right. guitar player, looking at him like, there's a stage I would love to be on one day. Oh, no doubt. You know, they were setting it up to have that concert at night, so I was just like in awe. So there was little things like that, um, but I wish we were able to get a little more for you. Yeah, but one thing I can speak to is from a media standpoint, mm-hmm. or even just from now, you know, the the waves are changing for what is media, what is not media. From now, you have content creators and social right. media and stuff like that. One thing that I, I really liked with the way Liv was handling it was their policy towards us creating content. So one thing we can say is that with the PGA Tour, and it, I don't know all the ins and outs, so I can't judge on that. I think it has something to do with broadcast rights. Mm-hmm. and whatever. All I can tell you is that our personal experience and most of the other content and media creators that we know working with the PGA Tour is that you, there's a whole lot more you can't do than you can do. Right. It's pretty much on lockdown. You know, and we've, we've always honored it. Always. Like 100%. no matter whatever you say. The we funny will. thing is the first time we had no idea when we first started doing yes. this, we got media credentials to a PGA tour event and we just, we went we had, for it. We went for, we had our camera. We did a whole Remember vlog. Jimmy Walker. Let's talk. Like, hey. <laughs> Cause we're just thinking like, why not? Like let's show everybody what it's like. Right. We're just, we're used to that content right. world where you just turn on the camera and go long story short. They politely asked us to remove it, and we did. Yeah, because we want to continue rules. to be able to be invited to things and go to things and stuff like that. 
since then, you know, we've always gone through the proper channels of asking for video rights, asking for different types of interview rights. And I'll say there's a lot of red tape. There are. There's rules. We were able to get approved for all of them, but we just had to do it in the way that they wanted to. But not everything. To. We've never, still to this day, not been approved to do video at PGA Tour events, on the course. On course anything filming like players. that. What I'm saying in stark contrast to that was Liv, who basically said, have at it. Yeah. Bring whatever, whatever camera you want. you want. The only thing there was, there were some rules around which players, you know, when you could interview players. Mm -hmm. They asked that you'd not interrupt players until asked to the round to ask them, which I understand. There's got to be certain parameters. These guys are competing. Yeah, yep. But beyond that, we came in. We were we were worried about it. We weren't even sure. We brought like small cameras, and we like Broke was like, down. oh, we want to be like respectful and and not getting in the way of any broadcast mm -hmm. or whatever. They're like, film whatever you want, right? You yeah. know, that I think speaks more to the language of where media is headed than the way the PGA Tour is structured. It could be at least I. I I hope it is for our sake because we're content creators and I would love for the PGA Tour to, to open up a little bit well, more. I also think it's just a smart move in general. It's smart. but I, Let I, people share. Yeah, exactly. You know what I liken it to? It's kind of like, I mean, it's in a way it's kind of similar to like um, when you first had like like music and like people like recording at a concert or right. something like that. Right, yep. Yeah, I get it because then you're worried like it's like taking Napster. money from the whatever, like Napster. taking money from the artist, <laughs> yeah. right, or something like right. that, right? Yeah. But in this case, it's not even from the players. It's not taking money from the players. It's from the tour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's not that because it's like it's more so it amplifies it. And now that artist and I share it with you and you share it with you. And now I want to go to one of those concerts. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like just the more we can share what's going on, the more eyeballs, the more visibility, yeah. the more growth. I think it's a smart business move. Is that across the board in all sports, like NBA, NFL, you can't tape anything for commercial use? Definitely not for commercial use. But yeah, but, can't but for really. commercial, but like if I am on my personal Instagram and I do a video of Ricky Fowler's swing as a post, I can't get in trouble because I'm just an individual as a yeah, fan. Yeah, you could. Uh, if you yeah, are at to the PGA it. Tour, I you can't share that video. Share. You when you see people videotaping with their cell phones at PGA Tour events, and this there's no way they could crack down everybody so it doesn't stop everyone. But the rules are that you can do, do that for your personal view. You're not supposed to share it. You're not and everyone does. Like I flip through and see everyone. And everyone does, but got it. But the reality is, they're not media outlets. They're not going to lose their media credentials for violating a rule. Right. You know, right. Uh, the worst they might get is if someone tells them to come to take down that down because mm -hmm. you're not allowed to to do that yeah but what i'm saying is from our standpoint we're not trying to compete with the broadcast mm -hmm. i'm not trying to sell ads against it and i'm i'm simultaneously i'm live streaming it right so now it's like watch it on frank's phone rather than watching it on yeah what television right i'm not saying that i'm saying let us create content whatever it may be like a, a day in the lifestyle mm -hmm. content and we'll share it. It won't come out till probably weeks and weeks after the event anyway. Yep. And the event's over. Everyone knows who won. So let us create that because now people have another way to enjoy right. that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think anyone gets harmed in that way. Like you're not stepping on anyone's broadcast toes. Mm. Liv was a little bit more open to that idea than 
the PGA, the PGA Tour, Tour. The one other thing I noticed while being there was all of the tents and merch shops, it was all live, live, right. live. It wasn't the MasterCard tent or the Corona tent. So there was no sponsors. It's just all live, okay. everything, like the live colors, the live yeah. banners. So it made it feel like more of you're enclosed in this one big massive golf party. That's all things live, not all things sponsored. Which I kind of liked. Yeah, I mean, it was I, different. I liked you, that you there wasn't, like, it wasn't, like all billboarded out. Yeah, it was just you were there for that. You were just there right. for a little bit. You were bit. definitely not swamped with advertising. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I mean that's two sides to every coin. Also, I when I got walked in the merchandise tent, I'm it like, was nothing here is really weak. Yeah, it was weak in in like is like, what am I gonna do? Buy a what? What are some of these these team names? I still I'm, yeah, I'm trying like not the to. Cle- what am I gonna get? A cleeks hat? Yeah, <laughs> a punch. I mean, yeah. you, hit me up with a nice punch. Yeah, shirt. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I, I mean, the, the 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 merch tent was was lacking. It yeah. Was, uh, Versus like, I go to the U.S. Open. I'm gonna drop sh- some some dollars in there because I'm like, brands, it's memorabilia. You know, you like your, the the, right. the U.S. Open. Correct. And then, who knows? Maybe if we're talking in 30 years, maybe Liv is at that point where you have diehard punch fans, like you've got diehard Yankee fans. Right. Well, when I Cam when Cam Smith goes and they form. That all if they Australian do that, team, Leishman, uh, they're going to be called the mullets, and I'll buy some merch. And then you'll buy merch because then you know what? It might attract fans. And if it becomes a franchise thing, like people are rumoring, you never know. You never know. So, so we'll, it, we'll, it's interesting. I mean, look, but, we've heard every possible name float around, and I'm, I'm actually even getting gun shy a little bit to speculate and even say names because some guys have caught a lot of heat for their names being thrown out there. Uh, as part of possibly going to live, and then they didn't even go. I, m- I remember Ricky Fowler. Remember, it was like you know a lot of like of your more credible sources said Ricky was going. It was only a matter of a couple yeah, days, right, right. and then it never happened. Never happened. He caught some slack yep. without even having it happen. So who knows who it's going to be? But one thing I will say is that if that ever happens, if that quote unquote mass exodus happens, and you get. 25 30 more pga tour players big names who are interested in doing it the pga tour is gonna have you know a reckoning they're gonna have to figure they're gonna have to do something yeah because the eyeballs i believe are gonna follow the biggest names that's just Mm. the proof of point is like what zach was saying earlier like where the majors are it's the biggest eyeballs it's the biggest fields it's the biggest names it's the best players in the moment the best players in the moment all went over there, you know. One thing I will say though, and tell me if you got the same vibe, is it felt very much like a one-way rivalry. In that, mm. when you're at with the PGA Tour, it's like don't speak of live, right? Right. But when we're at live, they had PGA Tour playing on all the televisions. I know in the media tent. I know, and and people were just. It didn't seem like it was like they didn't want the PG tour spoken about. Like it seemed like they didn't care. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean and, and I think they, they just it feels that's like their a one sided rivalry. Right. But did you notice that I, I believe it was the first time Golf Channel was covering a live event? Was it the first time they were covering it? I, I shouldn't say it's their first time, but they rarely well, they, ever discuss it on their programs. Right. The, unless they're bashing it. Yeah, you know, I don't watch golf. Randall Shambly's been about open it. about bashing it. He, there's nothing to hide there. He's talked about it all U.S. Open. He was yeah. bashing Phil and everything about it, and he's been very open on Twitter about it. But they're there. They were there. They were covering, like you said, Golf Digest. They were all there. 
It's golf. They're covering it. Well, as and, media. and don't forget, this is only not only was it only the third event. It's only the second event here in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the London event it, it would naturally probably have a little bit less U.S. coverage, right? U.S. media outlets, right? Um, but yeah, I, I in a way felt like like that was even in its own sense maybe a little bit of a tide turning, and then you, you say it's drawing these traditional right. media outlets. I don't know. I again, I don't know what's going to shape up, but. I think no matter how staunchly for or against it you are, if, if you be you'd be kidding yourself and kidding us if you said you weren't at least curious. And that's, that's the way we felt, and that's why we had to get down there and see it. And we, like I said, we feel like we'd be doing you guys a disservice if we didn't tell you our uh, our experience and how we we felt it went. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, I guess the big question is, would you go again? Would you go to another one? I think the only reason I'd go back is to see it during play. I'd like to see, yeah, because I want to. I want to ask fans. Yeah, I want to. I want to go as a fan. Yeah, I want to go as a fan just to see. Um, again, I, we we did the media side where we were had our badges on. We were able to hang around and walk around with the players and all that great stuff. But I want to see the other side of it. Like I said, I want to go to the concession stand. I want to see what that's all about. I want to go in that fan village. I want to experience it as the party. Go to that concert, like you said. Right. Bring your wife, go to the concert, do that stuff. That's like, I want to enjoy it as a fan. And, and maybe for that reason, I would entertain going back. I would entertain it for that reason. I would also entertain it from a media standpoint. If it gave us a little bit more access to be able to speak directly to players. Right. Because I, I think the line kind of in the sand would be if whether you're taking sides or not would be like, if you're starting to get like paid by live and like the players, I think are, that would be the point. Right? That would be the, the line. I think that's like, but, but from a strictly media standpoint, I don't think any media, whether us or anybody, I don't think any media outlet deserves or will get any flack for just being there and they covering it. Cause that's the job of the media. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if the media goes and covers a war, it doesn't mean they're you're for in favor against of the, the war, war right. right? It's you're there. They're to, bringing to, you the news. To bring you the news. So, like, if we got the opportunity, I, I think it would be silly of us to say no. If we got the opportunity, if we said, hey, if, if you're there, you know, we're giving access to these players for a sit down. I, for podcast interviews to talk right. about all things golf, I would do like, it. Like, we yeah. got an event coming up in Boston. Right. And if they said, come on out and we'll give you 15 minutes to sit with whoever. Yeah. DJ. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll come out, and like, as long as as long as they're not steering the ship, and they're not saying you're only allowed to ask this, you're only right. allowed to ask that, then I think it's fair game. I think go it's out, fair like, game. Fine. Like you said, if they're not paying let, us, let they're us not go, telling us what to do, and we'll ask, we'll ask DJ, like, you know, what's your what's your feeling on on this? Like, what was your motivation? Right. Like, he may be honest, be like the motivation of the money. I don't yeah. know, right. but at least we get to ask the questions, right? And, because at the end of the day, like you said, we are still media. We are still creating content. And that's a great podcast interview for us building this show. Right. So. Right. So I, I don't know. But like I said, the m- most important thing we want to do is present you guys with, with the facts of what we saw. Uh, it's definitely not one in one day being there for the pro-am. It can't cover everything. So there's stuff that we didn't get to witness. Maybe we'll go back and see it again, whatever it may be. Uh, if you're not, if, if you watch the show, I know a lot of you listen to the show, whenever your favorite podcast platform is, but um, that's why we do it on YouTube and, and Facebook as well. So you can see some stuff. We were able to, like I said, what we can't do at PGA tour events was get some more 
video. Mm -hmm. So hopefully you guys got to see some of the clips here and get to see inside, um, especially because, like I said, if you're on the fence and you're just not sure like whether you even want to invest in a ticket until you see a little bit more about how it is run, now you get to see it. You make your own opinion, and I don't think that you should be judged for making your own opinion. It's like I said, as long as you express your opinion in a way that is uh, that is not infringing on other people mm -hmm. or in any way, type of, then fine. So we leave the comments open. Go go in. Let us know what you guys think for it, against it, or I know there's going to be some people who are actually in the middle. <laughs> yeah, we right, feel like right. we, got, we live in such a polarized right. world right now mm -hmm. that everybody's either all in or all out. But I guarantee there's some people in the middle being like, whatever. But we want to hear your opinion, too. So definitely let us know. Um, and like I said, we'll uh, we'll keep the content coming. If there's golf happening, we'll be there to see it, to cover it, and to give you guys our opinion. That is our that is our promise to you. That's our mission. Yeah, yep. that is our promise to you. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's show, doing a deep dive into our experience at a live golf event. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Make sure you subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see everybody again next week. <laughs>